Hey, everybody. I'm Jen Garrett, and I've used my Move the Ball system to help thousands of people to think and execute like a pro athlete when it comes to business and branding. Now, I'm on a mission to help you utilize the same tools and strategies to elevate your hustle and get you across the goal line. So get ready. It's time to suit up, to show up, and to move the ball. Hey, everyone. Jen Garrett here. It's great to be back with you for another episode of Move the Ball. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you've been a part of the Move the Ball movement for quite some time, welcome back. I'm glad that you are here with us today. As you all know, this podcast is all about business, branding, sports, and of course, how to move the ball. And this episode is part of my special Behind the Pros trainer series, where I'm interviewing performance trainers who coach professional and college athletes, get players ready with workouts in the off-season and with combine-specific training, and who just help athletes to perform at a higher level. And I wanted to incorporate this series into the show because whether you are a pro athlete or an all-star player in the game of life, we all need coaches and trainers to help us to advance, to move the ball, and to reach that next level both on and off the field. Okay, so for today's episode, I've got one of Houston's finest trainers, with me, someone who definitely knows how to move the ball and help athletes excel at their game. Inside the huddle with us today, and ready to share his insights and his experience, is Rashad Whitfield. Rashad is a performance trainer, aka Foot King, and we'll talk about that, who turned his passion for football into a career as a top football trainer, and he currently trains some of the best of the best athletes that are playing in college, in the NFL, in MLB, and across professional sports. Some of the NFL athletes that Rashad has trained have been CeeDee Lamb, Le'Veon Bell, DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham Jr., OBJ, Richard Sherman, Emmanuel Sanders, and so many more. And we will talk more about that in today's episode. So now, Rashad, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really excited to talk about your journey and how you've taken your passion for football and turn it into what you do today. So let's talk about, just tell us, how did you get into football for one? And second, what was it about football that made you fall in love with the game? Well, you know, being from uh, Texas, football is king down here. But yeah, it's religion. So you start off playing football real early, five years old, six years old. But that's all a lot of the athletes, out here, a lot of kids out here know. So uncles play football, cousins play football. So just football family, football state. So the passion has always been there. Like a lot of injuries that I had from high school on is kind of what actually got me to where I'm at now, training wise. But as far as like uh, just love of football, I've just always been around it. And just living in Texas, you know, you kind of had no choice. You don't play football here living in Texas and uh, they probably think something's wrong with you. <laughs> yes, I understand. And as someone who also fell in love with football at an early age, I'm not from Texas, I'm from Chicago, so it's not as crazy, but there are a lot of football fanatics here in the Midwest. I was a student of the game just really, really early on. So many lessons that I learned from the sport that have helped me to excel in my life. And so I want to ask you, and I talk about these in my book, Move the Ball, about how football, I mean, people talk about how there are so many parallels between football and life. There are so many things that the sport can teach you to be successful. What are some of those things that football taught you to be successful? Teach you about, like, one, brotherhood. You know, a lot of the kids don't have, don't really have a strong family, you know? So your family are your coaches, are your teammates. The relationship that I've had coming up was kind of rocky. So I use a lot of the 
my coaches and my teammates and brothers and, and father figures. Also, just teach you just commitment. Uh, you got to work. Uh, really learned about hard work with football. People think that I was really like very gifted, but actually I really wasn't. My younger brother was gifted. I had to work for a lot of things, you know, so I always had to work harder than the next person to get the starting job. Just being able to overcome those type of challenges. If I didn't play football, I don't know. I don't think I would have overcame those. I would have had done something else in my life to overcome challenges of like always compete, you know, always work harder than the next person. A lot of life lessons up in, in football, just being there for each other. I think I learned more about how to love and care with playing football than I did being raised at home, you know? Mm-hmm. So I learned a lot of life lessons for sure. The understanding of hard work and uh, what a family, you know, football is family. I wish a lot of coaches would, would preach that more into in locker rooms. A lot of times they like lose sight of that part. NFL is kind of different. You can be a family with your position guys and more so with your coaches. Makes sense because you don't know how long you'll be on that team. Uh, it's real cutthroat to business. So, you know, coaches aren't there to try to make friends. But I think a lot of these guys, like me personally, that I know that at that level, and I know for the same, a lot of the guys that play in the NFL, that the family part of playing little league, middle school, and high school, and college ball helped them get to where they're at in the NFL. So that's probably a couple, couple things that I've learned playing football growing up. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I mean, football is definitely, the, there's a family, the, the bonds that you build around the sport, they're ones that you take with you for life. And so let's talk about, you went to the University of Houston, you walked on, uh, had some injuries, ended up walking away from playing football. Talk to us about how you went from saying, okay, you know, I'm hanging it up from playing to this is what I want to do. I want to be a coach. I want to be a trainer. I want to help other guys to be able to excel. Yeah, I've had a bunch of injuries coming out of out of high school, I just played reckless. You know, the same thing when I went to college, walked on, just played reckless. You know, if I knew what I knew now, it'd be a different, well, a different ball game. And, you know, with dislocated my shoulder, uh, hip getting knocked out of place, uh, I had to drain my knees. I can't tell you how many times. Just bruised up. Being a kinesiology major, it helped me understand, like, how the body moves and more about the body. It's crazy because it took me getting hurt to really start to focus on my body. You know, I wish I would have been doing that as I was playing. Just decided to go a different route. Told coach, just started kind of personal training a little bit. Actually, they got my NASM certification. I got my ISSA certification. Got my PFIT certification. NASM, a CES certification. So I got like four certifications while I was in college, and just kind of started personal training and whatnot. And then, um, man, I'm like, you know what? Football is still my passion. So back in 2008, started training by the back of my truck. Everything I do is about movement. And I had a pretty good position coach where it was always about kind of ladder drills, cone drills, and stuff like that. Cones were landmarks. The ladders help you with balance, control your body, footwork, agility. I work a lot on my own, and I train every position. But I've been doing that for so long. I wish people could see like the work I put in before where I'm at now. I worked on a lot of stuff, maybe a year, just by myself before I went and started actually training out kids. A lot of kids that I have now, matter of fact, the kids that I started with are sophomores in college playing ball right now. Um, that's how long I've been, Jesus, crazy. Think about it. And it's going to get better and better and better at it. I mean, there's, I don't think there's anything I don't know. I'm not trying to sound cocky or anything, but I just, just even Richard Sermon said this, you're kind of like borderline crazy at it. The way I see things, and the way I can make it translate, and make it functional and applicable for that athlete, it's just kind of different. And I'm really big on movements. Football's not a power game. It's not a strength game. I don't like to get 
in the same, I don't like being in the same category that strength coaches, but I had to figure that I figured that out being a kinesiology major, just why the body moves. And that, I think that right there, I wouldn't say it's 90% of like how I know how to train DBs and receivers and stuff like that. But the importance of like movement on the field and efficiency, balance, body control, it just revolutionized a lot of football, the way football played right now. I think a lot of people say I was one of the ones that helped revolutionize it. I'm not the one who started it, but I think I just took it to another level. I think a lot of people kind of, when they come out and see me train, then they kind of realize like, okay, man, he's just a different switch clicks. And the way I break things down, the way I break movement down, how we use it in the game, how I make it applicable and functional in the game, put it in game time situation, then you kind of play it, then rep it out, repetition, repetition, repetition. Yeah, I think that's important that you do see things different. I mean, that's how you really set yourself apart from other trainers out there. That's how you continue to develop your name and your brand as being an expert in the field, right? It's not like you want, you don't want to be like everybody else. As in the business world, they say you're, you, know, you have to have that differentiated value proposition. What is it that makes you unique, that makes you different and better than the other ones out there? Well, I wouldn't say I'm better than everyone else out there. I would say I'm probably the most recognized. And I just say that because you just kind of go by the clientele base. And if pros don't train with everybody, you got to know what you're doing. It's a lot of money. You know, I mean, he's Odell, $90 million dude. You know, $175 million dude. You know, and I got a lot of them. That's, and so I'll let the other people kind of tell me that I'm good and great. I, I know I'm good and great at what I do, but I'll let them try to, I'll let them put me at the top. But a lot of, there's a trainer in every corner now. So a lot of the guys do a lot of watered down stuff and they have the meeting. I just think they just, some people just see what I've done and what I do, and they think they can just go make a bunch of money off of it, but it don't work. A lot of time that goes behind that. And, you know, just from being on ESPN several times, Sports Center several times, Fox Sports several times, CBS several times. The NFL did a 10-minute thing on me. I didn't know it was going to be that long. It was, it was, it was shocking because I didn't know when they were going to post it. And I think that right there solidified a lot of stuff, too, with the NFL being on their Instagram page and their website and all that. So, and just the work I do, which is always different, but I think I don't need a bunch of equipment like most of these guys are doing. It's like a circuit out there, really. It's, it's not meaningful. And the fact that I, I train Odell Beckham and I train Joe Hayden and I train CeeDee Lamb and I train Bear Slay and I train McKeel Harry and I train Xavier Howard. By me training so many elite receivers, training so many elite DBs, that stuff go hand in hand. By me training so many elite running backs, like Le'Veon and David Montgomery and, and Trey Sermon and and Melvin Gordon, Shaywell on Lua, and also train a lot of linebackers. So that goes hand in hand. To be better at receiver, you gotta understand how DBs play. To be better at running back, you gotta understand how linebackers play and D linemen play. Everything goes hand in hand. A lot of guys just do they might just be a receiver coach, or they might just be a DB coach. But the fact that I train all positions just makes me a lot more valuable. You know, I train movement. You know, it's about movement, movement, efficiency, and technique on the field. It's hard to teach, I think. It's hard to explain more so. But I can, it don't take me long at all. I can watch any game. I can tell exactly if a receiver beats a DB, I can tell you what happened. If the DB gets lo- locks up the receiver, I can tell you what happened. You know, if a running back gets tackled on the first, I can tell you what happened. First uh, cut, I can tell you what happened. The linebacker pursues, I can tell you what happened. Like, just like that. I don't have to be, I don't even watch more film and all that. It's just crazy how fast I see it and how fast I can diagnose it. You know, I do a lot of film study with my, my guys. I just see things that they don't see. I said Odell probably releases every week. CD releases all the time. You know, I'll send Dave Montgomery stuff for running backs. You know, I'll send, um, you know, the Neil Hunter things he can work on for change direction while he's up there. 
you know, in Minnesota. So like we still work on the off season, just not out on the field, just more so like I'll send them the work they can be doing to keep staying sharp and fine tuned. Sure. Well, there's a lot more that goes into being an elite athlete than just on the field performance. So oh, absolutely. absolutely important to do all the other stuff. Tell us how long have you been training now and just share with us, how did you land your first big client? I've been training 11 years now. My facility, we were blessed to have my facility built in 2014. Now I can't tell you, everybody's been to that place. A lot of, a lot of guys. He's A.B. Emmanuel. I mean, this, the list goes on. David Howard got drafted at my facility. We we're training. The rear posies, my first client. So I had the rear posies, second round draft pick at Ohio State, the Texans. Then I started, then I got A.J. Bouye for the Texans. Then I got DeAndre Hopkins for the Texans. I got, uh, Royce Means for the Texans. And then, um, after that, just started getting, Le'Veon hit me up, and Brandon Marshall hit me up, and oh man, Brandon Carr hit me up, and he's man. When I start thinking about it, Andre Johnson. I mean, like I got guys that are in the Hall of Fame right now, about to get ready to get a jacket, and you know that's how long I've been doing this, and that's how many guys I've been blessed to work with. Oh, that's awesome. But they rear pose you with my first pro guy, first pro guy, second round draft pick for the Texans. It's my dude. You're obviously doing a great job and your work speaks for itself. And that's why you continue. I mean, as you know, football is small, right? And so your name travels and uh, that's why you've been so successful is because you're good at what you do and you know how to help guys to be better. What I want to do now, Rashad, to close the show is I want to take you through my two minute drill and ask you some fun questions. Are you ready? Uh-huh. All right. First question is when you were 10 years old, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, pro football player. All right. Next question is, who would play you in a movie about your life? Oh, man. Got to be Denzel, just because he could play any role perfect. Seeing him play from training day to Remember the Titans to Ricochet to, oh, man, definitely him, without a doubt. Oh, yeah, for sure. Denzel is a talented, talented actor. Love him and loved him in Remember the Titans. That is my favorite football movie of all time. My next question is, what is your favorite vacation spot? Miami. A good choice. How about what is your favorite ice cream flavor? Oh, cookies and cream. Oh, you knew that one. Yep. Good. That's a great, that's a great choice. <laughs> Love that one myself. My next question is what is a pet peeve of yours? Lack of focus. I would say lack of focus. Mm, that's a good one. If you ain't focused, well, I can't get you focused. You don't even play football. That's why I look at it. All right. My next question is what book are you currently reading or what podcast are you currently listening to? Oh, I'm actually reading uh, the book I'm reading. Now it's called uh, Clarity and Connection by uh, Young Pueblo. It's kind of helps you like um, with the self-love kind of like inner growth. Nice. Very cool. And my last question is, you're hosting a dinner party and you can invite three famous people, living or deceased. Who would you choose and why? B.B. King, because his music just hits the soul. I raised my grandparents, so there's a lot of B.B. King coming up. I'd invite Oprah because I always want to meet Oprah. She's probably one of the most brilliant people in the world. Yes. And um, Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders is my next All great choices. The reason why I picked Barry Sanders because it's amazing how his style of running back then in the 90s is how I train my running backs today. It's how our running back position is supposed to be played. It's it's one of the traits that a running back must have nowadays, you know? So I definitely just love to pick his brain. Oh, yes. I loved watching him back in the day, and he's a great choice to add to your dinner party. So, Rashad, as we close the show, let people know where you at on social media. How can they follow you and keep up with all the great stuff that you're doing? On uh, social media, my Instagram is uh, footwork underscore king. 
on Twitter. It's footwork underscore king two. I'm not on anything else, really. Just Facebook, which is, and I use that just mainly for a lot of the parents of like the high school kids I train. Okay, perfect. We'll have those links in the show notes for people to follow you on your journey. Thank you so much for being on the show, Rashad. It's been a true pleasure having you on with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. And thank you to everyone for listening. And we will catch you next time. If you did enjoy the episode, please make sure that you share it with somebody else. And also hit that subscribe button if you have not already done so. Well, we will talk to you next time. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Thank you for listening to Move the Ball. To see more about what I'm up to and how I can help you to move the ball, check out my website at www.getinsidethehuddle.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And also join the Move the Ball Facebook group for even more content and to be a part of the Move the Ball movement.